Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth Podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And this is week two in our Kingdom of God series. We're going to talk about what life looks like in the Kingdom of God. And we are joined by our dear friend, and yours, Ellie Holcomb. Ellie's been on the podcast a few times. You all love her so much. She is a singer-songwriter, incredibly gifted, children's book author, all the things. Um, she has a new record coming out on June 25th called Canyon. You are going to want that record. Just trust us on that. Also, Ellie was a part of the Faithful project that uh, Rachel and I got to be a part of that just released on May 1st, a book and a record called Faithful Go and speak. So you're going to want to check that out. Anyway, let's get to this conversation. It blessed us so much. We love any time we get to sit down and talk with Ellie. So we'll get right to it. Well, I'd like to say that we are like very organized and very on task right now, but this is about our fourth start of this episode. And part of that I blame because there are flowers on my desk this afternoon. And Ellie noticed that there was something that appeared to be kale. That's right. In the flowers. <laughs> and the only way to find out if it really was kale was what, Ellie? I just took a bite. <laughs> without even asking. I'm so sorry. That was so yeah, She just picked up the bouquet. I'm so sorry I ate your flowers without asking. <laughs> I ate your flowers. But I was pretty sure it was ornamental kale. And what did you find? Was it true? It is indeed ornamental kale. And it looks beautiful. It it's makes really me, pretty. I have some at my house and I'm going to make some arrangements. I like, thought you were going to say, and I'm going to make a salad. <laughs> and I'm going to make a salad. I'm going to make a snack. And a yeah. little arrangement of flowers. I mean, we have our beauty, goodness, and truth right here. Handled at the front of the episode. It's handled. True. Handled. Hashtag handled. <laughs> well, so to, today we are in week two <laughs> of the kingdom of God. Last week, our friend Matt Chandler just, he taught us so much about yeah. the king. He's a good teacher. I He's don't know a, if anyone's I mean, noticed. They should, somebody should give him a microphone. <laughs> Get this guy in front of a crowd. Get this guy in front of a crowd. But he taught us so much about... Yeah. I mean, we looked at scripture together and he just really gave us some clarity on the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and where we are situated and what we are invited into, the who of the kingdom, the what, the where, the when. And now we get to start kind of section two of the study, which is this week and next week. And so Ellie, you're week one of section two, and we're going to talk about what happens now, sort of Mm -hmm. like how do we live in light of... Jesus kind of bringing the kingdom to bear on earth and everything that he taught in his ministry, um, which is such a fun conversation to have (laughs) with you. So so thank you for coming. I'm so glad to be here. And so we're going to talk about the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes and all of these things. And it feels really related to a lot of things that we do at She Reads Truth. It's not just isolated to this one week or even this one study. If you remember, if you were with us for Faith and Practice in January, we talked a lot about what it means to live in life of Mm -hmm. uh, what God has invited us to. And similarly, over Thanksgiving, we studied the fruit of the Spirit. And so again, we're coming back to this. Yep, yep. And so this section of the study is called Life in the Kingdom of God. And here is like our our 10,000-foot view is Hmm. this is in the, if you have your book, it's on page 58, but it says here, Christ came as the perfect king which we talked about last week Mm -hmm. with Matt, and remains our perfect king today. He calls the church, that's us, you guys, to share in the building of his kingdom and to serve as a taste of the heavenly kingdom on earth. So we are going to read the sermon, parts of the Sermon on the Mount, and just lots of other scripture to just dig in and find out what does scripture say it looks like to live life as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, but here on earth. here, yeah. Yeah. And we talked last week about, Ellie, about the already and the not yet. Oh, I love it so much. Um, And just that tension, you know, that's in all the things. You know, it's so interesting. My kids have, like, attached to this idea of, like, that Jesus is coming back. And they talk about it all the time, when the earth will be restored. Like, when He will come down and make the earth new again. Mm -hmm. And it is a very common occurrence at our dinner table for them to be like, like Huck loves king cobras, like the snakes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, that's going to be a pet we are not going to get. That's a pet we're but, not going to get. But Let's he start with talks about, he said, but when God comes down, mom, the lion and the lamb will lay down together, which means no animals will hurt you. So that's when I'm going to get to have kingy. And I was like, kingy. And he's like, that's what I'm going to name my pet king cobra in the new earth. 
Great. Oh, buddy. That's so beautiful, though, because he, Huck is doing what we as adults have such a hard time doing, which is accepting Mm -hmm. that this is a coming reality. Yeah. Yeah, And that it is something that that God is already doing. Jesus is already actively redeeming and making all things new. You know, we've each seen glimpses because we are real life friends. Like I can look at each of you and think of things that we've experienced together or things that, you know, I've witnessed in your own lives where Jesus is making things new. That's right. And doing new things. But in Huck is like, oh, this is going to happen. That's so matter of fact. But he's like making pet plants. That's amazing. He has pet plants for the new earth. (laughs) And he's named it. (laughs) It's so good. And how old is he, Ellie? How old is he now? Five. Five. And like his Mm five-year-old profession of faith is is what Jesus lauds as like, yes, like have faith of a child. Well, we are going, so we're going to start on Monday of this week. This Mm -hmm. is the day eight reading with Mm. the topic of the king's people (laughs) and that people from every nation will share in Jesus' kingdom inheritance and mission. And so who is the kingdom of God? It's people. First of all, humans, Yeah, Yeah. which that's kind of a newsflash because... Mm. We're sort of the worst, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but somehow that's going to be, he's making that true. And not just people like, it's not just like, oh yeah, the four of us in this room. Yeah. Annie's here too, you guys. Mm -hmm. She makes all the things happen Uh behind the scenes, but it's people from every nation. Yeah. So it's way bigger and Mm -hmm. more beautiful than what I can even think, what I can even start to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, also paid close attention to the second half of that sentence. And just for clarity, mm-hmm. we know, like, we can see this because we're looking at it, but this is not scripture that we've just read. This is sort of the, the summary statement mm-hmm. on day eight, but that where it says inheritance. So we, we'll get to share in Jesus's inheritance and mission. And I just mm-hmm. underline and because it is both. That's right. Like we have, right. we've talked a lot this spring about our inheritance. We talked about it in Joshua, mm-hmm. the inheritance mm-hmm. of the land. We talked about it in Mark with our spiritual inheritance that's unperishable, unfading. Mm-hmm. We have an inheritance as God's sons and daughters that is kept in heaven for us and we have the down payment of the Holy Spirit. Like we've talked a lot about that. Yes. But inheritance and mission. We're part of the family business. Like we <laughs> which feels insane. Right. Yeah. 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 It just feels that he would choose to use, I mean, like, you're like, we're pretty messed up down here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> going great sometimes. Speaking for myself. Um, yeah. But that there is this beautiful invitation to be a part of something that's bigger than your own mm-hmm. story is so beautiful mm-hmm. to me. It's like, what a relief. Yeah. And that includes everyone's story. Mm-hmm. Like, we're a part of each other's story, mm-hmm. you know? And, brothers and sisters in the family of God who we won't meet until the new heavens and the new earth, you know, Mm -hmm. just Matt made a statement that apparently is controversial to some, but because he said he's gotten some blowback from it before. And I don't remember the exact quote, put the show notes, but that, that he has more in common with an Iranian brother in Christ than he does with an American who doesn't know Jesus. Or doesn't follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of, of course we do. Mm-hmm. Because we are family. And like scripture doesn't, scripture makes that very, very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so this is, there's our story. Like, yes, we have personal relationships with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have one, you have, we have a personal relationship with Jesus. But that is not the end of the gospel story in no. our lives. That story is part of the kingdom story. That's right. That wraps up all of these brothers and sisters from around the world, from across town. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are Mm -hmm. sisters fellowshipping across town right now Mm -hmm. who we are family with Mm -hmm. um, and that we haven't even met yet. And so that to me kind of puts like a little bit of makes it a little bit less abstract. But then when you think about that, like millions and billions times over right? <laughs> and over the course of years, like down through history and in the future until, you know, if the Lord tarries, it's just so big. Mm-hmm. It's so big. Yet still, at the same time, still 
so intimate and personal. Mm -hmm. That is so that makes me think of the verse. This is on page 62, but in Ephesians, for you're saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. This part kills me. Yes. For we are his workmanship. I love that word, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. And I know we talked about like this idea of like, we're the worst. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are also, Mm -hmm. and we are, I think we all know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most of us at least know that in ourselves, you're like, oh, I'm a hot mess. But also we are all made in the image of God. And like his workmanship. And when I think of workmanship, I think of somebody, I mean, I even think of my kids, like the specific things, you know, you get the piece of art and you're mm. like, oh, <laughs> but they, tell me about this. But yeah. they worked hard on it and they, they were worked really hard and they know. And yeah. like Huck was explaining a picture that I didn't, I was like, so tell me about what you made today. And he's like, right. well, I put this here because this is a ladybug and this is the bait. And he had a very intentional purpose for everything that he put in the picture, even though I didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. And I just, when you're speaking about the broad scope, but also the intimacy of God and inviting us in this story, mm-hmm. he has a specific role for each yeah. of us. Like he, and he made us on purpose in his image. And that whole idea of maybe original blessing, like yeah. before the fall, he's like, you're good. You're mm-hmm. because you're made in our image. And so we have this like both end that we carry yeah. around, which is sort of the both end of the already and exactly. not yet. Made yeah. image not yet made perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, absolutely. But covered by the blood right now. Yeah. And so by the blood of Christ right now. And so I just love, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like with Instagram age and scrolling, like comparison is a huge thing. And sometimes you're looking to the left saying, oh, I need to be serving God like they're serving God, like I'm not Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. the right thing. But it's like, no, no, look at Him Mm -hmm. and be who He made you to be fully and lean into what He's called you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of like the kindness of God in his invitation, like in his including us in his mission. Like when we talk about that inheritance and mission, like let's say like you inherit from your father, like a big inheritance. So now your only job is to just like sit poolside with your big fat inheritance. Well, cool. Like what joy really is there in that in the end. But if it's, I want you to inherit the work that I'm doing. I want you to inherit and join me in the family business, like I said, like join Mm -hmm. me in this thing that is meaningful and that gives meaning to other people. Share this inheritance. That's where the joy is. And so when it says, like you pointed out in Ephesians 2, where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. He planned ahead to include us in the work. Yeah. I just think that's so kind. (laughs) It's so kind. And it goes back to the, I mean, that even goes back to the garden. He's like, work mm-hmm. the land. Like, we're made yeah. to do that. We're made to be a part of. Work is pre-fall. Work is pre-fall. Yeah. Like, and so it does feel so kind. That passage that you read, Ellie, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it shows up a lot in our reading plans for good reason. You mm-hmm. know, it's just one of those that we return to again and again. But I love how in this study book, it keeps going because what you read, the eight through 10 is kind of telling us who we are, right? We are God's workmanship. Mm -hmm. But we're talking today about what life looks like in the kingdom of God. And what we see in this passage when we keep reading is that who we are, which is citizens of the kingdom, God's workmanship, that that changes how we live, And so if we keep going, so there, you know, what you just read, right? Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So then remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcised by those called circumcised. So essentially like you were the non-religious, like the Mm -hmm. ones outside Mm -hmm. of the circle. At that time, you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, Mm. without hope and without God in the world. But now... In Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. for he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made 
of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. Mm-hmm. And then in that setting up, because we know if we keep reading in Ephesians, we're going to hear so much about unity. Like Paul's just going to keep building this mm-hmm. case right. for mm-hmm. the unity of believers. And that's so much of the answer to the question who is the kingdom? Yeah. Who is in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Well, it's people from every tribe and tongue, tribe and nation and tongue, mm-hmm. called together and, you know, oh, let's see, brought together by the blood of Jesus, brought That's near, right. That's right, right, and made one. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to keep reading in the Sermon on the Mount and see how this unified church of believers mm-hmm. should live our lives. Yeah. So we're just going to keep adding to the picture. I'm so excited for y'all listening this week. Like friends, this, I mean, if you're listening to this on the day that it releases on Monday, you have such a good reading ahead of you this week. Like being a woman in the word of God every day this week is just going to, it's going to be a blast. Blow your mind. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's It's going to be good. Yes. You know, and not to just keep, I know we need to move on from Ephesians too, (laughs) but look at verse 19. I have like so many exclamation points on my margin. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints Mm -hmm. and members of God's household. Members of God's household. That's right. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Mm -hmm. with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone, the whole building being put together. I just... The kingdom of God is wild. Doesn't Peter calls us living stones? Like yeah. we're like we're Being part of a together. building. That's right. Isn't that and great? he's Jesus is the cornerstone, and we are stones along with the prophets that yeah. we read in the Old Testament, That's along right. with the the twelve, you know, mm-hmm. the apostles, along with you know the women who went to the tomb Easter morning. Like mm-hmm. we are stones with them, mm-hmm. and Jesus is the cornerstone. And crazy town. Like, crazy town. That's our, and the conclusion is of the matter is this. Yeah, it's crazy town. It's crazy town. That's exactly what it is. But it's, I love in him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I just, that is such a huge deal Mm -hmm. that because. This past year, especially, I feel like has been felt like one of the more divided times yeah. I can I agree in remember recent memory for sure in yeah. recent history mm-hmm. and and so I feel like this is such a good call for mm-hmm. us as believers and it is not our job to change each other's minds mm-hmm. or to be the one that convicts I know we're supposed to speak truth and grace but this idea that the spirit dwells mm-hmm. within us and mm-hmm. so to let that be like that is why we're supposed to be together and that's how mm-hmm. in spite of all different perspectives and all different experiences from mm-hmm. all over the globe mm-hmm. we can be made one because mm-hmm. we're yeah. connected the spirit dwells in each one of us and that's i guess why we're living stones because it's like the living god it's right yeah us, right it's crazy yeah. but i love how important unity is yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. when you hear about the kingdom of God. And so it's like, okay, Spirit, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, convict me of the ways that I maybe am writing off my brothers and sisters in Christ. That's like, right, how yeah. can I move toward my brothers? <laughs> how can I listen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can I pray? How can I remove the log? I mean, that's one of the scriptures. That, right. But, but, oh, but yeah. to remove the log in my own eye. Yeah. Before I'm like, hey, or what yeah, a little splinter. Move the yeah. speck. I don't. Yeah. I want to remove the log before yeah. I'm looking at specks in anybody else's yeah. eyes. That's a yeah. convicting and beautiful like call. I think mm-hmm. that has always been, but that I think feels like necessary and beautiful even in this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, so good. We get some revelation in that day. Just casual, casual but it's revelation. Like revelation so five. good. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Favorite. And we keep moving. I love these day titles are so good. The kingdom is theirs. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who are they? You know, we're mm-hmm. going to keep digging in. Okay, so we know that it's people from all mm-hmm. nations and tongues. We know that we are brought near by the blood of Jesus. Jesus is the king. Listen to this. The upside down nature of the kingdom reframes our understanding of human struggles. That's kind of the one-liner for this reading day. Mm -hmm. And this is where we start to get into the Sermon on the Mount, and we really see that like, not only does Jesus redefine 
us. Like the mm-hmm. gospel of Jesus defines who we are, but it also defines what life is and how we look at life and that it takes things that on the face of it would be would just be terrible, like suffering, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got here in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who mourn, yeah. for they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. But that's in the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's not just to like pat on the back comfort. Mm-hmm. There's a deep comfort that we have in Jesus mm-hmm. when we mourn. And that's one example of many, many, many. Mm-hmm. We should probably read some of this. Yeah, let's what read do we it. Think? Yeah. Amanda and I went on a walk before you got here, Ellie, and just like, here in the the business park, <laughs> yeah. um, and she reads truth. The business truth park. business park. That's not yeah, really that's what not it what it is. Um, but um, <laughs> as we walked, we just talked about the beatitudes, and oh. it was just interesting to kind of go like, you know, here's our here's the understandings we you know come at this scripture with, you know, maybe presuppositions. What have we heard? And it was just fun mm-hmm. to just kind of like take a walk with my sister and like oh. talk to her about talk with her about that and kind of going like, well, how do you see this? You know, what do you mm-hmm. when you read poor in spirit, what do you hear? You know, that kind of a thing. It was just interesting. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Grateful yeah. for a friend. Us with, uh, Let's read Matthew it. Five, one through 10. Yeah. When he saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Mm. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Mm. Amen. Amen. And so the context for this at the end of Matthew 4 is that Jesus has been healing. You know, this is early in his ministry. Mm people, you know, word is spreading very fast Mm -hmm. and they are just coming to him Mm. like so, you know, quickly and, (laughs) and it very quickly becomes like he can't go anywhere, you Mm -hmm. know, because as soon as he gets somewhere to where he's going, there are people following him and wanting to be healed. I mean, imagine living hope walking around your town. Yeah. Like I want some of that, you know, I want want to be healed. I want Mm -hmm. to be made well. And so the very end of chapter four, it says, now Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big statement. Yeah. Wow. Then the news about him spread throughout Syria. So they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, mm. the demon-possessed, the epileptics, the paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Mm. When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to them, and he began to teach them. So this is the context in which Jesus mm. begins this sermon that will keep going for chapters, mm-hmm. and will cover a lot of territory, mm-hmm. and he is... You know, all of these people that are coming to them, he's essentially looking at his disciple in my mm-hmm. mind's eye, like he's looking at his disciples and pointing to these people and the kingdom of heaven is theirs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's for because you look at this, this is not how the world works. Mm-hmm. Like right. when you were reading, humble struck me. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Well, mm-hmm. if you want to inherit the earth, mm-hmm. humility is probably not the quality you're going to go for. Right. You're going to no, go for like power. Power. Yeah. yeah. Right. But he looks at him and says, like the humble, they're going to inherit the earth. Yeah. And Jesus is the model for that. I mean, yeah. no one was more humble. Like, look at what Scripture has to say about the humility of Christ. Like, He was the model mm-hmm. for that. And even the poor in spirit, you know, when it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs, you know, every single one of us is destitute in spirit. And yes. like, what it's saying here is that only when we acknowledge <laughs> that we are indeed poor in spirit, mm. that's when we inherit the kingdom. Mm. It's when we acknowledge that we're spiritually destitute without it, God. Yeah. 
And I think yes, but I, I think and it's saying that the kingdom of heaven, the spiritual kingdom, actually belongs to those who are spiritually destitute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's we get like you know the repent and believe moments, but I think here it's like I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that instead of like, if you want the kingdom of heaven, then you need to go and be these things. Mm-hmm. That's a way to read it. But then there's also a way to read it of going like, even in these circum, these are your circumstances and like the kingdom of heaven is yours. And they don't all read that mm-hmm. way, but it is so interesting mm-hmm. to just think like the broad sweeping invitation of the kingdom of God. And then we also get, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, I think, right? Yeah. The like... Easier for, you know, for a camel to pass through the eye of the needle. So, and there's Mm. the narrow, you know, narrow is the way and... You know, Scott Saul says, I don't know if this is his language or if it's borrowed from someone else, but he said that there is nothing more accessible, invitational than Christianity. And Mm -hmm. there is also nothing more exclusive than Christianity in that, like, it is for everybody, but there is one way. One truth, one life. Like it is, it is as yeah. invitational and as exclusive, yeah, as it is mm. exclusive. Uh, but that's it, Amanda. Where you're going, like this is, it's for the people you might not expect it's for. And I think, like you know, mm. you're looking at the disciples saying, like the people who've been counted out this whole time, they're not counted out anymore. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It is this sense that, like, it's so funny because I was, I was wondering, I was about to mention a Scott Skull. A Scott Saul's, a Scott Saul's <laughs> quote, and I was like, "Whoa, we're going to say the same one." We're going to say the same thing. I yeah. heard him say recently, talking about the Beatitudes, that Jesus was always moving low, mm. Mm. always moving low. And I mean, there's so many instances of it. Even like the woman moves low to touch the hem of his garment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes when the woman's being accused and brought you know, from her, from the bed and Mm -hmm. he bends down and draws in the dust Mm -hmm. and he is seeking out. He's like, I came for the poor. I'm moving along like, yeah. yeah. for in spirit. Yeah. And that is all of us. But it also is such a challenge to me. I don't know. Sometimes I think it was just vulnerable, but I feel like sometimes, especially in America, it's built our own kingdom. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, yeah. And I'm not just saying America, like this is me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. like, oh, I got to get my It just happens to be where you live right. and you're able to observe that. Right, yeah. and I'm observing that. But yeah, this is not just like I'm looking at this and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. This is me too. It just is like, oh, I got to get everything just right and build my family. And a little bit, I don't know, I feel like in some ways we're like more connected than ever because of social media, but then more, and well, especially with COVID and right, light yeah. of everything that mm-hmm. we've had to be more isolated than ever and everything in here is like move towards go mm. low yeah like, yeah like humble yourself yeah. mm-hmm. like move towards people who are maybe different than you and that's been a really beautiful thing mm-hmm. um towards people who maybe who don't feel seen who don't feel validated mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. haven't felt heard who don't fit in in our society or our culture yeah, the yeah. way that we think. Like, don't have power. Don't have power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have platforms. Like, man, I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, we are missing it. We yeah. are missing it. Yeah. And so it's been so beautiful in this last year to, I feel like I've at least, I feel like I'm learning to be a better listener and to see other people and hear their stories of God and their experience of being. A Christian in America as a person of color, for example, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm like you and I have learned something about the kingdom of God as I've yeah. intentionally listened to people who have a different experience and maybe a different perspective than me. Yeah. And I am like, oh, your kingdom's wider, higher, deeper, yeah. more wonderful, more colorful than I can see in my own little scope. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, man, that's good. Ellie. Yeah. Well, and we see it's so convicting and frustrating even because mm-hmm. it is not our natural tendency. Mm-hmm. It, that goes against, you know, the going low goes against what is ingrained in us to want more, bigger, brighter, you know, all the things. And in this same day's reading, we get from Mark 10, where (laughs) this is amazing. It's hilarious, honestly, and sad and very convicting. And we see ourselves here. (laughs) Um, I mean, we see Jesus predicting his death, 
and essentially saying like, you know, we see him describing how he will be the suffering servant. Mm -hmm. And then, then we see how his disciples respond. Mm -hmm. And the juxtaposition of this, we should read it. The juxtaposition of these two stories is just... We wish we didn't see ourselves there. I I don't want to see myself there. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm there. So we can paraphrase the beginning. This is in Mark 10, 32. So this is paraphrasing in Mark 10, kind of in like 32, verse 32. Jesus is walking with the disciples, and he's telling them what's going to happen to him. Yeah. So here's verse 33. See, we're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man, that is me, he's Mm -hmm. saying, the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him, and he will rise after three days. Mm -hmm. James and John, verse 35, the sons of Zebedee approached him and said, teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask you. Okay. (laughs) Verse 36, what do you want me to do for you? He asked them. Verse 37, they answered him, allow us to sit at your right hand and at your left in glory, in your glory. So he has just described to them how he's going to be brutally killed Mm -hmm. and rise again. And they want to know. And they're like, cool, when you do rise again, can we get in on that action? (laughs) Can we get in on that glory action after the fact? They don't want to get in on the other action. And here it is in verse 38. Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup? I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. Mm -hmm. We are able, they said to him. (laughs) Anyway, it Mm -hmm. keeps going. And he, this is where we get the verse that we've all, you know, heard. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you will be slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that, I mean, that is as upside down as the kingdom gets Mm -hmm. for the king himself to be the servant of all. Washing feet. Mm -hmm. It is, honestly, like I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I do not like pain. I literally, I opened this up in my Bible because I was like, I wonder what I've written here thinking about, like talking about this page. And I was like, oh, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that part. Um, I don't like this. Like, I don't like... It's interesting because this is so the kingdom of heaven. I've heard a friend of mine who's a counselor, Beth Hamilton, she said before to me, she was like, we as people of God want to skip the pain. We want to skip... We really want to skip the cross. I mean, these days that we've just walked through in Easter, Mm -hmm. like the in-between, like when he Mm -hmm. is Good Friday, this like heavy day, which I'm like just putting myself Mm -hmm. in everybody's position who's just been with him. It's like, no, you're supposed to be. It's like, this is not what this is. This is some cruel joke. Like, right. Like it just, and that this is, is going how, so well. This was going yeah. so well. Like this is not how this is supposed to end. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, this is the way to die is to live, to lose your life is to gain it. Mm-hmm. Unless a seed falls to the ground and breaks open, mm-hmm. no new life can come. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I have been on a journey of, and I just made a whole record about this, but of going to the deepest wounds in my story, which is something that I don't think, well, for me at least, I've not wanted to go do that. I'm like, why would I? I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I know that happened. I know God's good. There's yeah, a reason I, I left that back there. No reason to go spend any time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in those places. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm there in those places. Mm-hmm. And as deep as your pain goes, my love runs deeper still. Mm-hmm. And I will meet you in that place. And in touching some of the most broken parts of my story, mm-hmm. And then in touching and and leaning into the most broken parts of the story of racism and division Mm -hmm. and and separation, even in our country, which is a journey that I've been on in the last year, which is so freaking hard. Mm -hmm. And and to know that the church has been complicit in some ways in, in, in this and to recognize that and to look at that ugly truth, Jesus says, I am even here. Mm-hmm, I am yeah. even here, and I am still Redeemer. Mm-hmm. And going to those broken places, what has happened is the presence and the kindness and the tenderness and the empathy of God has met me in those places, and 
I've touched the face of God as I've allowed mm-hmm. myself to sit in some of those grieving lament places. And when I look at the Beatitudes, I know after allowing myself to do that, I am more certain, not less certain, yeah. that God is who He says He is yeah. and yeah. that He is bringing about a kingdom that is coming where every sad thing is going to come untrue. That's right. And He invites us to rebuild the ancient ruins like they talk about in Isaiah Mm-hmm. 61. It's mm-hmm. like we are the people who, what is it in Isaiah 61? It's you will be a planting for the display of the Lord's splendor. That's right. Oaks of righteousness, a planting for the display of the Lord's splendor, and you will rebuild the ancient ruins. Huh. And we get invited to visit ancient ruins. And it's like, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hard work, but in that there is life pulsing, like there's a current of love pulsing and alive for us to access even there. I cannot wait for this record to come out, Ellie. <laughs> oh, that's right after it's in the Messiah's Jubilee. We yeah, actually yeah. read that. Yeah. We actually read that last week in Isaiah 61. I'm going to go back there and read that little part mm. just for you. I didn't realize when you were saying that, I didn't realize that it was attached to, you know, this is where we get. He sent me to bring good news to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom to the prisoners, proclaim Mm. the year of the Lord's favor. (laughs) And then the verse you were talking about, and they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify Him. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the former devastations. They will renew the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Mm. That's good stuff. It is such good (laughs) stuff. and. When you look at how we personally have gotten it wrong, we Mm -hmm. sometimes as a church have gotten it wrong. You look at the disciples. They're getting it wrong all the time. (laughs) They're missing it half of the time, which is deeply comforting to me. Well, we talked about this when we read Mark as a community where I like it just finally occurred to me. I was like, these fellows, like Jesus called them. And they followed him, but like they had three years with him max. Like I've been a believer for three decades, you know, but like (laughs) I think I sometimes I'm like, come on, y'all, like what's wrong with you? But like they were baby believers and they were like going from spiritual milk to spiritual steak pretty quick because they were with the bridegroom. Yes. But still, like, I think that I have to remember that like this was new to them. This was new to them. That's well, a Jews and Gentiles. I mean, right. I, there was like that right. separation of like, no, you're not. He's calling tax collectors and fishermen. This is not like, how this works. This yeah. is not what this oh, looks sorry, like. You're new here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let us tell you how this yeah. goes. But it is so beautiful to me. I mean, and Jesus is, there's a song that I wrote about this on my new record called Bridge. And Jesus is the ultimate the ultimate bridge builder, like from death to life, Mm -hmm. from hopelessness to hope. Mm -hmm. And you think about water, and water always goes to the lowest place. Like we just had all this flooding in in Nashville, and it's like it will go to the lowest place. It's like gravity. It pulls it Mm -hmm. down. And I'm like, and there is living water Mm -hmm. that will go to the lowest place, to our most broken Mm -hmm. place, and that is those mm-hmm. who are thirsty, mm-hmm. come drink. There's living water. Living accessible. water that goes to the lowest places. Ellie Holcomb. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, and it's like beautiful. you can see it on the earth. I'm just You're so right. grateful yeah. you wrote it into creation too yeah. to remind us. But I am so like this idea that we are then called to be bridge builders. Yeah. We are, or at least to say, to point to the ultimate bridge builder, yeah, the ultimate right. bridge who's mm-hmm. Jesus and God's the architect to the bridge and we mm-hmm. maybe get to walk across like tour guides and be like look at what it is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah look we're connected we're so different we're from a different place we've had different experiences in our faith but yeah. but god has brought There's us beauty together. in that that should be a source of marvel and awe and mm-hmm. you know and just praise and rejoicing for us not like your story doesn't look like mine that scares me that scares me and that has been as i've been willing to listen, I've been in a bridge builder group. Latasha Morrison has the book, mm-hmm. uh, Be the Bridge. Mm-hmm. And oh, as we have like dealt with, it is so hard to read. And I just have been unaware mm-hmm. until this last year on a deeper level as I've mm-hmm. done some more intentional listening. But as I've listened to other people's experiences and seen other individual living stones yeah, <laughs> and heard the way that they see Jesus, I'm like, oh, 
No wonder God wants us to listen to people who are different than us and who have different experiences. I know Jesus more because I'm seeing him through your eyes. And I have been missing out. We have been missing out. And I am like fired up. (laughs) I'm like, (gasps) come here. We disagree. Talk to me. Let me see Jesus through your eyes. Mm -hmm. Let's look Mm -hmm. at him together. What a perfect question to ask when you maybe do disagree with somebody, but you know you have him in common. That's right. Help me see Jesus through your eyes. Help me see yeah, Jesus. Yeah, let's look yeah. at him together. Hey friends, Amanda here. At She Reads Truth, our mission is women in the Word of God every day. And that means all of God's Word, not just the books or verses that feel a little more familiar to us. Now, between the Old and New Testaments, there are 66 books of the Bible, books that work together to tell an epic story of redemption. But understanding how they all fit together can feel like a tall order. So this summer, we're doing something new, a reading plan unlike any we've ever done before. We're going to walk through the Bible book by book to survey the theme of each book of the Bible and learn how each one fits into the bigger picture of Scripture. And we're starting it all on May 31st with our newest study book, This is the Old Testament. Friends, you know we love you, our podcast listeners, so we're giving you a discount code to snag your study book for 15% off and join us in God's Word this summer. Visit shopshereadstruth.com and use the code POD15 for 15% off. That's code POD15. Okay, back to the show. We get in day 10 this week, the law of the kingdom, and where we look at how, you know, Jesus himself says, I did not come to abolish the law, but mm. to fulfill, right? right? And so, um, and I like the clarification too, just as we have, you know, read scripture and put together the study book that Jesus fulfills the law mm-hmm. and clarifies the ethics that mm-hmm. characterize the kingdom. And I find that super helpful because he fulfills the law by being perfect yeah. and perfectly, um, perfectly obedient yeah. to yeah. the Father. But he also, this is what it says, he clarifies the ethics. So he helps us further understand yeah. the law as a representation of the kingdom and the heart of the Father and kind the of heart of the king. reveals the depths of the commands. Yeah. Which, mm. does, it's not a mistake here. You read at the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, you read it to us a bit ago, Amanda, that he went up onto a mountain. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to reveal the depths of the commands of the law of Moses, which was given on a mountain, on Mount Sinai, we now have Jesus up on a mountain talking about the Mosaic law in a new way as he's ushering in the new covenant. Like it's significant that he's also on a mountain. Yes, but maybe. That's what my study Bible said. Oh, well, then I believe it. I believe you too. Listen, I I rely heavily. (laughs) I believe you too. On the support Um, of the team. So we get there in Matthew 5. So this is right, you know, not long after the Beatitudes here in verse 17. Don't think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. And in verse 20, for I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of scribes and Pharisees, the really religious people, yeah, the really air quotes, righteous people, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And then he starts this series of, you've heard it said this. So yeah. here's what the law has been. But I tell you this. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of helps us look at murder, for example. Like, you've heard it said, thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, mm-hmm. if you have hate in your heart toward your brother or your sister, then I'm then you're subject to judgment. To judgment. Right, you're right. subject to yeah. judgment. Like the right. murder begins in the heart, mm-hmm. and so he's going to do that with so many things. He's going to take the action, and then he's going to like pivot us to the heart mm-hmm. beneath the action, mm-hmm. and make it very clear that he's more concerned that the kingdom of God is first and foremost concerned with our hearts. That's right, and then. With our actions. It doesn't mean he's not concerned with our actions. Actions yeah. matter. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, read 
you know, read James. So, but. <laughs> so our friends will get to read this on day 10 from Matthew chapter 5. But for those of you who have the study book in your hands, mm-hmm. there's actually an extra that sort of addresses these. They're called the six antitheses, I believe mm. they're called. But it's that these, feels very smart. It's very, yeah, it's very heady. <laughs> but it's cool because it's this, you know, these six things where Jesus says, you've heard it said, Mm -hmm. and then, but I tell you, and he's not coming to abolish the law. He's revealing the depth of the commands. He's coming to make clear the spirit of the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. So he talks about murder. He talks about adultery, divorce, oaths, revenge, and then loving our enemies. And so if you do have your study book, it's on pages 78 and 79. And so for sure, check that out. But even if you don't. That's amazing. I know. I know. It's like Venn diagrams. I know. It's good. Like the it's revealing of the of law in a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really is beautiful. Yeah. It's really helpful yeah. to see this pattern and that it's intentional. I mean, he's delivering a sermon. It's yeah. called the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. because it's, he's delivering a sermon yeah. and the progression of the sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not reading it all in one sitting in this study book, but I would encourage you to do that because it is, it's not, you know, it's handful of chapters, Matthew 5 through 7. Mm -hmm. And so to read that kind of in one sitting, and then as we are reading through this week, just to see how it builds, because he is revealing this Mm -hmm. picture of what the kingdom of God looks like and what it looks like to live in it. And even Mm -hmm. if you, like I said, even if you don't have the study book, you have the scripture. So open up that Matthew chapter 5, and you can draw your own diagrams of this. Like get out a piece of paper and draw this out, because it's fascinating. Identify those six antitheses. And and see what Jesus does with them to not abolish, but to really like reveal the depths of the commands. And this reminds me, because I struggled with legalism growing up. You know, like, I'm just like, I'm going to follow the rules and and following Jesus and knowing him is all about being good enough and Mm -hmm. loving God and loving other people enough. And it's like, there's some truth in that, but that's not what the gospel mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Jesus came yeah. to fulfill the law. Like, you can't do this. Yeah. This is like, you cannot this is showing you what you cannot do, what you could never do. But also, it is his kindness. This law is not to like lash you on the back. It's love. Mm-hmm. This is this is for our good. Yeah. And I can't remember if it's Ann Voskamp that I've read in her little Christmas book. She talks about the law of God. And he's like, this is not to punish you this is for your good yeah. like this mm-hmm. is this is for your flourishing yeah. Um, yeah and when i read those and see the heart of that and mm-hmm. knowing what happens when i have hate or anger in my heart and i let that just live there i'm like that is not good for our hearts yeah. like that's not good for us and yeah. he knows that yeah. and so it's beautiful to see jesus kind of lovingly pointing out not just this action, but this posture of that's right. the heart and shifting the posture of our hearts to repentance. I mean, yeah. that's his yeah. whole thing after the after he's in the desert being tempted. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we don't have to stay in this. Like yeah. there is, he's yeah. made a way. Yeah. <laughs> and that shifting of our affection, our focus, I mean, that's, you're just transitioning us perfectly, Ellie, to... In day 11, the Thursday reading, we're talking about God's kingdom come and how in life in the kingdom, the practices of generosity, we're getting back to those spiritual disciplines, spiritual practices, Mm -hmm. but the practices of generosity, prayer, and fasting can focus our motivations and actions on God's will and his kingdom. So those are those are tools that we have in our mm-hmm. tool belt to keep ourselves focused. And I thought it's so interesting that generosity is listed. I'm like, oh yeah. I think so often as generosity is being for the other person, the recipient of the generosity. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Also, it's mm-hmm. for my heart because it pries my my little fingers off of the things that aren't mine to what begin never with. Belong to us to begin. That's with. right. And yeah. like, what am I? What am I holding tightly to? You? And it's good. You know, we have the. You've heard it said this, but I say to you, we have a similar kind of pattern, but different that happens in Matthew six, where it talks about how to give, how to pray, how to fast, mm-hmm. and it's like there are some commonalities in each of this. Where you know you don't do these things to be seen; you mm-hmm. do them in secret, and you do right. them. Those who do them to be seen, they have their reward. There's this refrain of they already have their reward. If approval of people is what they wanted, great, mm-hmm. they got it because they mm-hmm. did it and. 
They did it in public so everyone could see. And then, but you, you're rewarded. What a quick death reward. Yeah. I mean, somehow that's the one I want sometimes. True. Which is too bad. I hate that that's true, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Man. But you, you in the kingdom Mm -hmm. who are motivated, focusing, you know, on the king in the kingdom, yeah. you're rewarded by the father. You have a kingdom reward. There is this sense of just like the heartache that we experience here, the enemies that we have. He's like, love your enemies, pray for them. That feels impossible. But in light of knowing who Jesus is and what is coming, mm-hmm. like there's a longer view. There's a just... longer view. We yes. look at we look at turn the other cheek and it feels so weak and we forget that there is a longer view. It's it's so true, Ellie. And it's beautiful. It's so helpful. And I think sometimes I'm just like right here. Just I mean, if you could see me, I'm just putting my hand like right in front of my face. And what I feel like Jesus does over and over again is this huge zoom out. Of yeah. Life. yeah. There is an epic story of God mm-hmm. that has been written from the beginning that is here now. And that, I mean, like y'all talked about last week, that's mm-hmm. the already and then the not yet, but yeah. that is also coming. And if you can just <laughs> seek ye first the kingdom of God and his mm-hmm. righteousness and mm-hmm. all these things shall be added unto you. And there is this beautiful zoom out that happens And to know that even when we're in those hard, sorrowful, mourning Mm -hmm. places, we have a comforter and a man of sorrows who's right there with us. You talk about that zoom out, Ellie. There are these two little tiny one-verse parables in Matthew 13. It's on day 12. They're tiny little parables. And it's hard to make out what they're even trying to tell us. But I want to read them because I think this really connects with what you're just Mm -hmm. saying. The first one says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys the field. And then the second one is, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. Mm-hmm. And I just think with both of those, I had to do some digging. I was like, what? Like, help, help me understand. And like, what I found was when we finally perceive the value of the kingdom, that when we really get it, that's mm-hmm. when we're willing to sacrifice everything in pursuit of that yeah. one thing. And you think about what Paul said in Philippians, where he's like, I count everything as loss. Yeah. And this is my gain. And this like, is my gain. And I think that like I'm going like, okay, God, like my prayer is like, God, show me the value of your kingdom, be it in what you have in the consummation of the kingdom when Jesus returns, but even before that, right now in the not yet, yeah. in the already but the not yet, you know, looking around and seeing the value of the kingdom that's yes. already mm. like come to bear. Mm. Because Jesus makes it clear we can't have both. Like right. we can't. And when I say that, I mean... We can't love both. Mm -hmm. We can't love the treasures of this world and love the treasures of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Our affections are ordered, right? I mean, we get so much of that in earlier in this same reading day. We get a lot of talk of like possessions and treasure. Mm -hmm. And that's right. um, And it's, you know, there are a lot of negative commands like don't hoard essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, and then don't worry, Mm -hmm. don't judge. Mm -hmm. We get that there. It's Mm -hmm. like, don't. And it really is that zooming out. It's like, don't focus on these things. Like, you've got to zoom out and focus on the kingdom. I mean, the verse that we probably sang, you know, a lot of us when we were little kids, Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That is accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has all of those illustrations that we all know that mm-hmm. like, look at the birds, look at the lilies of the field, like the Lord, you know, cares for them and clothes them and you're worth so much more than them. And we know that, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. but we don't know that. Yeah. Like we don't act on that. Yeah. And just that when Jesus is like, you can't serve both God and money mm. and you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't love the money in your hand mm-hmm. and the pearl that's buried in the field. Mm-hmm. Like you got to choose. Right. You got to yeah. give one for the other. Yeah. Man, and that just makes me think like there is no scarcity with God. Yeah. There's not like mm-hmm. so often I 
operate out of a place of scarcity. And it's like, yeah. no wonder he tells us to be generous and give all our stuff away. He's like, it's not yours anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's not the point, by the way. And in the scope of things, you have so little anyway. Like, so look little. at what I have. Right. I've look created at this. everything. Luke 12, 32 through 34. It's on page 91 if you're reading along. Not of your Bible, but of the study. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know Bible. all of your Bibles, and this is on page 91. Uh, but Luke 12, 32 through 34, don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I just think about how many times when we get our eyes focused on the wrong thing, what is it? I don't know who said this, but like when you have anxiety, it's picturing the future without Jesus in it. Mm. And so you, I just, it's so interesting that he talks about worry in light of these like possession things. I agree. I'm like, oh yeah. Cause when we only start to look at this earth and these things that are passing, yeah, they're passing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sure enough, thing yeah. to hold on to. Yeah, and so I love Sally Lloyd Jones telling of this, of the "Do Not Worry" passage because I am a worrier mm-hmm. in progress. Mm-hmm. Praise him, mm-hmm. and she just says, "Like, have you ever seen a bird at a grocery store? No. <laughs> like, they, have you ever seen?" A flower, like sewing clothes, no, and yet your father clothes them. And <laughs> I, this idea that there isn't any scarcity in the kingdom of heaven, That's and right. that part of that is that we're called to share what we have with those who don't have. Yeah, and it's like this is mm-hmm. we get to participate in that. That is our joy and our privilege. It's the inheritance and the mission. Yeah, it, don't be afraid mm-hmm. of losing your stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amanda, mm-hmm. you know because the father gives he has already given he is currently giving he will continue to give the whole kingdom yeah that's right so why are you worried about and this conversation is ancient we are in the already in the not yet we're people between the two advents right? right but even before the first advent what we read last week in second samuel where david's all thinking about where god's house is going to be built and god's going you know through the prophet nathan like I will establish a kingdom. You know, I like this is something like this kingdom (laughs) that he is talking to David about and just going, you know, he says in 2 Samuel chapter 7, he says, I will raise up after your descendant who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And we talk about kingdom here in 2 Samuel 7. We're still talking about it in Matthew 13 and Matthew 6. Like this kingdom that God has for us is so much about getting to participate, but it's not something our hands build. Which is the crazy, it is both in, and that's upside mm-hmm. down and yep. crazy, which reminds me. It was upside me, down for David. It's upside it's down upside for down us. For it was us. for the disciples. But this reminds me of, I mean, we just released this project, the faithful yes. project. Yes. Two days and ago. It reminds me yes. of the story in Esther and how Mordecai comes to Esther and he says, you know, like, who knows that you've come this famous verse for such a time as this. Yeah. But if you do not yeah. choose to step up, deliverance will rise from somewhere else. And so it is this, like, you are invited yeah. to be do the mm-hmm. good works that God's prepared for That's you in right. advance to do. He doesn't need you, though. It's going to come whether yeah. or not you participate. God's going to be faithful. Yeah. Whether or not you're faithful, He's going to be faithful. And so what? You want to come along? Yeah. Do you want to come too? Yeah. Like, let's go. There's yeah. a kingdom coming. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes me say, what would happen? What if? We loved our enemies. What if we sat, I think of the right. two loaves and the fish, mm-hmm. and it's like, what if we just brought what little we have yeah. and brought that to Jesus mm-hmm. and let him, and even our brokenness, even our brokenness in yeah. our stories brought that to Jesus. And he's like, mm-hmm. watch this. Yeah. <laughs> watch this. I'm yep. going to take this yeah. thing that you think is your shame, yeah. and I'm going to pour my spirit through it. Yeah. And this very thing that you're so ashamed of, this crack... Through that crack, my living water, my mercy, my grace, my presence is going to flow. And who who knows the stories? You don't even know the stories that I'm going to write through your brokenness. Yeah. When we break open like the seed, when we die. It is, 
I still can't really wrap my head around it, but it does make me want to give a surrendered yes Mm -hmm. to speak on behalf of those who are oppressed, to go to the people who are on the edges, to listen, to pray for my enemies, to sit down. One of the lines in this song that I just wrote, we were talking about this idea, Preemptive Love Coalition. I don't know if y'all know them, but they just go to the enemy lines and they love across enemy lines. They're like, we're all... We're all God's enemy. I mean, like yeah. we were, yeah. we were mm-hmm. apart from God. Yeah. We were in hostility to God, but Jesus. Yeah. And so, so the idea of like you prepare a banquet table in the presence of my enemies mm. to share with my enemies. No longer my enemies. No longer my enemies. So what might happen if we came to the <sighs> banquet table yeah. of the feast of God's love and His presence that can meet us in the most broken places, that can move across borders, that can move across enemy lines, mm-hmm. and that brings reconciliation, that brings mm-hmm. peace, that makes yeah. us one. Mm-hmm. What on earth does that look like? Mm-hmm. What conversations can we give a surrendered yes to say? Oh, I don't know how to have this conversation. Right? Yeah. This feels yeah. too, this this chasm feels too big in this person. Mm-hmm. But God, yeah. And I mean, what on earth does it look like? Like that's what we're reading about. It's like that's it really it is. Like. Yeah. This is not just abstract thinking and mm-hmm. and talk. Like this is how we actually live as citizens of the kingdom of God wherever we are. So for us, we're like right here, Nashville, Tennessee. This is what it still looks like to live as a citizen of the kingdom. It doesn't have to be a mystery. We don't have to wonder. And we make it really hard. We make it really hard. And I think I want to kind of blame it on the internet sometimes because I'm like, it makes serving the Lord look really glamorous or like it should be something big or platform-based or whatever. And, you know, Matt was saying last week, just, you know, go walk down your street and pray for your neighbors and then maybe one day actually like knock on their door and say, I've been walking by praying for your, you and your home. Like, how can I specifically pray for you? Just things like that. Like, I love what you just said, Ellie, because it's like, just do, just pour out the little that we have. It doesn't have to be like a Christian conference. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not what we're doing here. Like what we're doing is living everyday life, every moment, every hour as citizens of a different kingdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, what does that look like? And I think what has been so cool for me as I've been in this like bridge building reconciliation mm-hmm. work this year, I could just weep. I am. <laughs> but I think so often I think of the kingdom of heaven as this big thing, but all the time he's saying it's like a buried treasure. That's yeah. right. It's like a seed. It's like yeast, Mm -hmm. but it works throughout the whole dough and causes it to rise. And so I, as we've been having these conversations and some of the chasms and within even churches and denominations and political, like it is, there's some large chasms Mm -hmm. in our country, in our world. And we have family on both sides. We have family on both sides. Uh That's right. And there's living water running through. The chasms. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think as I've been in these conversations, I think of the kingdom of heaven as some big thing. And all of a sudden, as I've realized that in these little conversations, they're mm-hmm. like little seeds. And I'm like, oh, this is the kingdom of heaven. And when I hear your heart and how this hurts you, and I didn't know that that hurt you, my heart is changing. And that's the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm repenting for the mm-hmm. way that I did not see you before. Yeah. yeah. And that is the kingdom of heaven coming. And I am so grateful that all of us can participate in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And going to our brother and saying, and repenting and saying, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And going and saying, praying for a neighbor mm-hmm. and showing up when someone's suffering and showing up when someone yeah. needs help. And instead of when somebody's falling apart, instead of shaming them, showing up and being the hands and yeah. feet of yeah. Jesus. That's right. And, I am so grateful that it's a lot less grand. It's small, mm-hmm. and we're called to go low. Yeah. I don't need help yeah. feeling shame. I got that covered. I got that covered. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah. what me and old. the enemy himself are like, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I bet that's what you know. And if the three of us feel that way, then like mm-hmm. how we've got that covered. We need to build each other up. We need to build each other up mm-hmm. and build bridges, and whenever we can. And that's been such a challenging thing for me when I disagree with someone or see something that I'm like, no, no, brother, no, sister, that's not the heart of God. I have noticed in myself this 
like the cancel culture thing. It's like, oh, uh, mute. Never yeah. mind you. Yeah. That I is so that anti how we are meant to mm-hmm. live. No, Jesus went after the, those mm-hmm. people. That's, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? That's exactly it. <laughs> Can we have a meal together after we are vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but like this idea of the other day I gave my kids seeds in their Easter basket and I love gardening. Seeds in the Easter basket. Why have I never thought of that before? It's a great idea. Because it's affordable, but it's also like the gospel. In a little envelope. In a little envelope. And what is crazy is Rivers, <laughs> my youngest, he, he bit into one. Of, I think he yeah. thought it was candy. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's so they were sitting on the kitchen counter before I could take them out to my little gardening table in mm-hmm. our garage. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's all this dirt. What is all this dirt? I just started like shoving, you know how you like brush off a countertop. Yeah. And all of a sudden I saw this little hole in this bag of seeds. And I was like, I thought this was dirt, but this is nourishment (laughs) this is a garden right here that i'm just sweeping on the floor and i'm like god give us eyes to see yeah your kingdom these small acts of kindness a word of kindness these small Mm -hmm. repentance these small sitting in your word and these small surrendered yeses Mm -hmm. of saying i'm gonna go sit with this person maybe that i disagree with and ask a question and listen and invite your spirit to be in the midst of this other living stone (laughs) and see how you're gonna build us together these are seemingly small things but then you go do them and you're like actually these feel big these feel big oh yeah yeah i think that's a lot more big than a caption on instagram yeah, I think sometimes we say mm-hmm. that that it's a small thing so that we don't have to go do them because they do. They are really big. <laughs> they feel really, really big. Little, small things feel really big. My dad just came to me and anyway, just to apologize for something. And mm-hmm. just like they were late to something. And he was just like, hey, I am so sorry we were not more intentional with this. And the freedom, mm-hmm. like that's this broken thing. Like when we're mm-hmm. just willing to own our brokenness and invite Jesus into that and move through this law that he's given us Mm -hmm. of repentance and say, I got that wrong. I am so sorry. What that sets free in me to know Mm -hmm. that I can get it wrong as a parent, as a follower of Jesus, as a wife, as a person in work, I am like, I was like, dad, God, you just brought this little tiny (laughs) fish and loaf and I do you know what this is healing and setting free in me to know that I don't have to get it all right and I can just repent because the kingdom of heaven is near Mm -hmm. and the king himself (laughs) is near Mm -hmm. those are small things but this is the kingdom coming that's right that's right and it is coming and doesn't have to be we don't have to know when yeah because it's it's here now it's here now yeah Yeah. already I love that (laughs) And this is not the end of our Kingdom of God story. We have one oh, more week. Yes. And Lisa Turkhurst is joining us yes. next week. So oh, excited well, to have Lisa. Maybe you've heard of her. She's kind of great. It will be her first appearance on the She Reads Truth podcast, which I'm so yeah, excited really, about. Really yeah. excited. And then, tell her that I said hello. I will. We, we've gotten <laughs> yeah. to work together oh, a lot I love that. Years. And then um, following that, we're going to open the books, Paul's letters to the Colossians, and then also the book of Philemon. Which will be great. So, yeah, I mean, we have so many good things coming, friends. You hung with us for an extra long episode this week, but it was worth it. Um, I hope that you will be encouraged by the podcast episode, not just as you listen to it, but that it will encourage you and move you to be a woman in the Word of God every day this week. These scriptures are for you. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you will, as you read them, find that um, while the kingdom of God is in many ways a mystery, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be as mysterious as we think it does. Because it is such a gift the way that Jesus so clearly preaches that sermon. We're grateful for that. So anyway... Until next week, Allie, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. Mm-hmm.